Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Paxahow Radio, episode four. Our good friend Kevin Reynolds is in the house tonight. What's up, Kevin? What's going on? Kevin's a world-renowned artist from Detroit who has released music with legendary labels like Transmat on Yoruba. He's played live at Movement multiple times and has performed at venues around the world like Panorama Bar, just as an example of some of the situations he gets put in. Welcome to the show tonight, Kevin. Happy to have you here. Um, I'm super excited to be here. It uh, looks like it's going to be a blast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you'll be playing live tonight, which is going to be pretty rad. Always, always playing live, always. Are you going to have material from the new EP? Yeah, absolutely, uh, and from the new album that's coming out as well. Oh, yeah, that I wasn't aware of. <laughs> Before yeah. we get into the new album, uh, your new EP on Yoruba, I can't, I don't even want to try to pronounce. <laughs> I don't want to try to pronounce the name because it's unbelievable. From Bayaget. Okay, yeah. So I, it's, it's a phonetic spelling of the the vocal in it. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. so. Tell me a little bit about the music on this record and where the inspiration came from. Uh, the inspiration for it um, came over, I would say, over seven years of, eight years of uh, um, corresponding and talking and hanging out and being guided by um, Oshalade. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, me living in Detroit and my experiences of traveling, um, I've tried to incorporate that in my music. And, and I think I, I did a pretty good job on you know taking those influences put them all together for this ep mm-hmm. and eventually that's going to grow into the album so yeah so is there material from the ep that will also transcend into the album as well yeah yeah there there might be one or two songs from the ep on the album um that's still being sorted out um you know it's what what uh Oshalade envisions and uh, what he decides and, you know, with hopefully uh, I can give him the best stuff that I can give him, you know. It's a pretty incredible label to be <laughs> part of. Tell me a little bit about how Ocean Lade discovered your music. <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> right on. Um, no, uh, it was MySpace. Well, basically, uh, I got a message on MySpace from him. This was, yeah, whatever, eight years ago or so. And uh, yeah, that's that's how he first reached out to me. Um, my my first record I put out, uh, Afrique, um, had a pretty big impact uh, with the guys in the house world. Um, you know, Giles Peterson, you know, uh, uh, Charisma and Oshalade and the that you know that crew that sound. And I was completely flattered, and I had no idea because in my small world, I thought I made Detroit techno. Yeah, it was a little bit slower, but you know, I guess it's just influences everything I have, I have heard or lived or et cetera, you know. So yeah, that's that's hit, hit me up on MySpace. <laughs> that's old school. Yeah. In a in a 2016 <laughs> internet world, MySpace is pretty old school. Kids don't even know about it. <laughs> Y'all don't know about the MySpace. <laughs> So that was eight years ago. Prior to that, kind of your initial foothold mm-hmm. in the industry was working for Derek May's label, Transmat. Yeah. Uh, what was your history behind meeting him, and how'd you get started working with him in this business? Uh, it's, uh, you know, I, uh, I was going to college in Arizona. I went to college for audio engineering at uh, the conservatory um, in uh, Tempe, Arizona, and part of my graduation is that I had to uh, do an internship. And I, you know, I told my school, hey, look, I want to go back to Detroit. They're like, uh, you know, you're in the top, you know, a couple, 
why don't you go to LA or New York and work in a regular recording studio? And I'm like, uh, no, I need to go to Detroit because I need to work with these guys. <laughs> and I grew up here. So I grew up in the city. So I needed to come home. And, um, I, you know, I went into audio engineering because I loved the music, not, not to be, you know, a full on nerd or et cetera. Um, do you think you're a full on nerd, et cetera? Uh, no, <laughs> I think I'm stumbling through the nerddom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was, uh, yeah. So part of the internship, I had to find one and, and, you know, I applied to quite a few labels and then Transmet was, uh, the only one that really got back to me mm-hmm. and they said, Hey, you know, come on, let's do it. And then, you know, the second day I was there, you know, I, I, uh, Derek took me outside and we played a couple couple games of uh, basketball, played some hoop, figured it out, and he's like, "Yeah, I know why you're here." So, and that's that was the beginning, and I was there for uh, roughly about six seven years. Right yeah. on, yeah. So at that time, were you pursuing yourself like as an as a live artist? Was that when did that come into the fold? Yeah, I mean, I've always I I made decision. Um, uh, when I was younger, like 16, 15, um, you know, I, I, initially I wanted to be a DJ, but I, there was, I was into hip hop and I always wanted to produce. I always wanted to make the actual beats. I was more concerned about that, the technical aspect of it. So I just, it was a natural progression. And then, you know, I bought my first sampler, um, then Sonic EPS 16 plus here in Detroit. And, uh, the next day I went and heard techno properly in the first for the first time ever and it blew me away who was playing twans and tim baker wow yeah it was a basement party in uh at a co-op in east lansing <laughs> that's crazy yeah and it, you know it blew me away and then after that it was just full on and i said uh you know and then i saw like people like ectomorph performing live and i mm-hmm. said okay you know that's what i want to do i don't i didn't really want to play records i wanted to have t- total control of every single sound, and then I saw um, really huge impact on me was uh, uh, Dan Bell and uh, Rob Hood at the Sardine Bar in Detroit, and I just, you know, seeing them playing live was just like every sound that the, you could see a movement of a hand or, you know, a twist of a knob, and it was just like, wow, man, that's what I want to do. So I've always played live. So like being a live guy in an industry that's dominated by DJs. How has that affected the way that you play? Wow, good question. Um, you know, in the beginning, uh, it was really extremely hard to get booked because promoters didn't want to put up with, um, you know, you the bring foot, it up. Like the footprint. And yeah, the, the footprint, putting all the gear up and blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, there's a million things that can go wrong. I mean, there's a million things that go wrong with turntables too as well. But, you know, it's a, l- a little bit easier fix. Um, I think I'm obviously influenced by DJs. You know, those... You know, I can't DJ my myself out of wet paper bag. You know, that's what I say. You know, I leave it for the professionals. Um, so I'm I'm just a professional button pusher. <laughs> well, you do a pretty good job uh, of pushing people's buttons uh, with well, your music. Well done, well done. So you you touched a little bit earlier about your music drawing on travels. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. You you totally have a worldly sound to mm. your music, but it's eclectic. Mm. Is there a place that you draw most of the inspiration and or that speaks to you the most that has influenced your sound? Like is is there like a mecca to the the sound of what you're looking for? 
I mean, you know, I mean, Detroit is is the water to my life, you know. I mean, um, but I, for me, like the the constant travel, like you know, getting experience new things has always made me more comfortable than being in a situation where everything is normal. I don't, I don't feel comfortable when things are, you know, look like me or act like me or, you know, anything. I just, I feel more comfortable in a in a strange environment. Um, you know, uh, being able to go to places like Sri Lanka or Japan and, you know, to Europe and, and close to my heart is Berlin as well. You know, I mean, that, I, I think I almost a lot of Detroiters can say that Berlin's pretty close to their heart as mm -hmm. well. So, yeah, there's not one specific place. It's a constant journey. How is, uh, how is all of that right now, especially with, with some of the vibe from the new EP, leading leading into the lp uh it's it's, it's getting it's it's kind of overwhelming um you know i have to shift things around you know i'm a homeowner in detroit i own a home and uh wife and a and a nice little doberman <laughs> so you know it's shifting and 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 things are starting to ex just get crazy with uh bookings and traveling and balancing that life and spending time in the studio, you know, that's just as important to me. But, you know, that travel is extremely, it's, I got itchy feet, you know, I got, mm -hmm. I have to travel, you know. What do you think the timeline is before the album's ready? Um, well, it's going to be done extremely soon, like in the next few weeks or so, but. Um, yeah, yeah. Homie, that's what's <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, but it's, uh, it's, you know, I have a deadline coming up. But the uh, output, you know, that depends on the on the label, and you know, because mm -hmm. Yoruba has a ton of artists that are amazing, and and you know, whenever I can fit in and whenever it's right, it will come out. You know, hopefully in the beginning of the new year. Nice. You know, we'll see. Is there a title for the album that you can talk about yet? No, not yet. No. Okay. Right on. <laughs> yeah. Um, last question for us tonight before we have you play. Yeah. Uh, how has Detroit helped shape you as an artist? I know you said that wow. it's like it's the water and it's the well. So yeah. just elaborate that on a little bit for us and kind of tell us how Detroit really, you know, ties into your musicianship. You know, uh, for me, you know, growing up in the city um, and I spent some time in uh, East Lansing for high school um, and then I came back. Um, for me, Detroit is it's the the constant struggle, but the constant feeling of love. Uh, I need that dynamic. I need that, you know, there's not a moment I go through, go through the day where I'm just like, you know, I, I love Detroit. And then at the same time, I'm like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> you know? So I, I need that. I need that push and pull in order to make my art. Uh, without that push and pull, like, you know, if I lived in somewhere, I don't know, somewhere easy, uh, I don't think I would, uh, do the music I do. Interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Well, it's awesome having you on the show today. I appreciate <laughs> so, you. Uh, thank you. Thanks, Ted. Sharing some of your story with us. Yeah. And uh, it's great to get more insight about <laughs> you and share it with the people. Looking yeah. forward to hearing you play. Uh, thanks for sitting down. For the next hour, guys, we've got Kevin Reynolds live Ooh. on Paxaha Radio. Thanks for coming on the show, Kevin. All right, brother. Thank you. Yep. Thanks.
Thank you.
nice one, Kevin. That's for tonight. Thanks, uh, Kevin, for jamming with us. And thank you to everybody for tuning in. Uh, check out paxahow.com for info on our upcoming events. We're back here next week on Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time with our guest Chuck Daniels. We'll see you then. Peace. <laughs>